for me, I think that the arts is just important as the sciences and the, the maths and the STEM subject. There needs to be expression. Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome back to season three of Grassroots Radio. I'm your host, Yannick Bird, and this week I'm actually bringing you two shorter episodes featuring Tiffany Samwell and Krista Joy Burton, who are artists, friends, and collaborators on the project By Old Souls. By Old Souls is an initiative aimed at providing a platform to showcase the talents of Antigua's young up-and-coming artists. Tiffany is currently a student in the UK, while Krista Joy is living and working in Antigua. I caught up with both ladies at different times, and I'm here to bless you with the results. Without further ado, here is Krista Joy Burton, and right after that, you'll hear the interview with Tiffany Samuel. Stay tuned. I am Krista Joy Burton. I am 25 years old. Currently, I'm a projects officer for the Department of Environment um, within the Ministry of Health, Wellness, and the Environment for the Government of Antigua Barbuda. I also am a fashion designer. I have a brand called Kali Crochet. I make um, crochet somewhere, and I'm also co-founder of By Old Souls with my partner, Tiffany Samuel. Um, where we provide, well, acoustic, uh, spoken word, and visual artists with basically a platform for them to showcase their artwork, to showcase themselves, what they're working on. And it's, well, it's not like focused primarily on Antigua, but it's right now us having it, hosting it in Antigua. We're focused on Antiguan artists, just trying to push that local aspect. How did you and Tiffany first get together around this idea? Tiffany and I, we've been friends for a while, for a long time, and um, she already had the name that she would have wanted to use, um, BioSouls, um, but in terms of the actual events, it was just this last summer we were just discussing the fact that there wasn't, there wasn't that much of an opportunity for artists our age to really showcase themselves, persons who are just, you know, like budding artists mm-hmm. um, who aren't really as experienced as yet. Um, so we both kind of wanted to put on events to assist with that for ourselves and for our friends who we knew were up and coming and wanted to showcase, but they didn't really know how to do it. They didn't have an avenue for it. So we, we both were just discussing and we we're like, okay, we have the exact same idea. So we might as well just collaborate together. We're already friends, like it worked out perfectly. And you mentioned, too, that this isn't just kind of localized to Antigua. So what are some of your aspirations with this brand? What we want is to be able to give persons an outlet in general. So we want the brand is an events brand. So we want to be able to host events not only in Antigua, but overseas if possible. And obviously, we're still learning. We're still growing. Um, we're trying to you know, get off our feet. But because Tiffany right now is in London, then she will also be hosting an event in London for London artists. Um, so she's working on that right now. And I will be assisting with managing here on the ground in Antigua to have any like future events right now while she's away. So 
we'll be having them in both areas and if it is that we can also do it further feel like have it in other caribbean countries to host an event partner with certain people then we'll we'll do that yeah mm-hmm. once it becomes possible for us Right. So being someone who's organizing these kind of events, you're pretty plugged mm-hmm. into the local art scene. So was it yes. really that you were already plugged into the scene and you had all these friends who were kind of saying we needed an area to kind of do our thing and noticing that there wasn't something mm-hmm. like that existing? Yeah. So actually, for myself personally, I actually used to be on the National Youth Choir for Antigua and Barbuda. And before that, I was in a few choirs um, when I was in high school, in secondary school. And I've always, since I was younger, I guess I would say I'm one of those kids that grew up in church, singing in church from I was like four or five years old. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I've always been passionate about. And I just found that for artists here in Antigua, people would know the main artists and it it would be kind of focused on soca soca and calypso so for persons who are doing other types of genres such as like r&b you know just spoken words stuff like that Mm -hmm. it wasn't they didn't have that many events for them to actually um be able to showcase what they're doing like what they're working on and although there are a few events that were happening it wasn't broadcast widely so even if it was happening before we didn't know about it mm-hmm. and other persons didn't know about it so that's why we decided that for ourselves for our friends who we knew were artists for sure and they weren't getting that chance that we wanted to have it um when i went to i actually was in jamaica for a while for university and i saw how huge like the cultural aspect of jamaica like it's it's huge it's a huge industry and i find that a lot of people there they work together, artists work to help to push each other and to promote each other. And there are lots of events that promote um, music and just their culture in general. And I wanted to be able to be a part of something like that here in Antigua. So coming home, that was something that I, I was just eager to try and push forward. Right, that's an interesting point. And a lot of... Um, the other like creative types that I've spoken to so far, they all kind of say the same thing about the lack of events going on for artists yeah. to participate in locally. And mm-hmm. a lot of people will point to like things that they went to as like when they were kids, but then by the time yeah. that they were like teenage age or getting into their early 20s, then there's like nothing for that age gap. I don't think it's as maintained. I think especially um, persons might try something and maybe if it doesn't come off the ground as soon as they they promote it, then they choose to just kind of let it go and try something else. But for us, obviously we're new to this, um, having events here, but we're really trying to stick with it because it is about the artistry. So even if maybe at first, you don't get a lot of persons coming to the events. The whole point is for them to have a platform to actually sing. And even if it is that for the moment, it's just artists all in the same um, place and it's not as many persons who are coming to actually view their work, it'd be good for them to just have that camaraderie, mm-hmm. to be in the same space and to kind of feed off of each other's energy. Right. And that was the most important thing for us. Um, I, I found that, the same well we started last year summer um in july that was when we had our launch late july and there were actually a lot of other groups that were kind of coming up at the same time as us so that's actually something that um i'm happy to see um so it's not just us it's other persons who are similar to us similar in age group i find that we've realized that it's something that's necessary and 
um, a lot of persons have asked if we see it as a competition, but it, it really isn't because right. the whole point is to promote our culture and to promote artistry in Antigua. Mm -hmm. And the more events that we can have like this, the better. Um, especially if they're really spaced out because there aren't that many events in Antigua in general, not just spoken word and acoustic and visual artist events, but in general. So what are some of the experiences that you had in Jamaica that really made you go, wow, there isn't an equivalent thing existing in Antigua? While I was there, I could literally leave my flat on a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, and there would be some type of open mic session available for people to, to actually perform at. Right, so any day of the week. Oh. Yeah, and it was like, it was weekly. Um, it would be on a Monday, you know, a Monday. <laughs> Nobody expects that, but there'd be, there'd be a weekly thing that's happening at a different, it, it wouldn't be the same um, location, mm -hmm. but there was, I guess also because Jamaica is so vast, but it was in, I was stationed in Kingston for university and there were a lot of different um, spaces that hosted events and they weren't on the same day. So then it made it easier for you you know, if you wanted to go on different days to all of them, you could do that. And that was the beauty of it. So coming home, I, I don't want it to be that what we want is to be able to have events, not only during the peak times, like during like seasonal, when it's maybe Christmas or summer, but we want to be able to have it on the time at the times when there's nothing else happening because artists are always working. And it's just to give them that space to push through. And people actually want to hear what people are working on. It's just that they're not always events for people to go to. And I've, I've heard that from persons. They said that they would be willing to go to something, but it's just not available for them. It's a really good initiative, especially like you're saying, making sure that there's mm -hmm. things going on even in the off-peak times. Yep. Because people are still like bored and looking for entertainment. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so even though um, for myself, I didn't get to continue with um, music, which actually was a passion for me. I would have hoped to be, you know, another Alicia Keys. That would have been great <laughs> because I, I play piano and um, I mean, I grew up singing, but going to Jamaica because I had to focus on my studies. I didn't actually get to build on my songwriting and all of that. So I have I have songs that I, I have there in my books, but they're like incomplete. So that's something I'm definitely working on so that I'm not only helping to manage an event, but I can actually be a part of it. Um, I actually performed at our launch, but I haven't been able to um, write any music so far, but working on that. That's amazing. I did not know yeah. that you were um, so musical yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would be nice to hear you one day. Yeah, so it would be great for you to come down to one of the events. Actually, um, we're working on having another event shortly. Um, we don't have a date set as yet, but we'd be focusing on the visual arts because for our launch, um, we had both visual artists and performing artists. And then for the second event that we had in August, late August last year, it was focused on the performing arts. So the third event that we're going to have in Antigua would be focused on visual artists. Um, and then it would be more of like a pop-up shop so persons could come and see what's available. They can come and speak to the artists. We'd have also possibly panel discussions so people can kind of learn more about the industry. And then I'm also hoping to host a few workshops for persons who are more interested in being artists themselves. So yeah. So what did you actually study when you went to Jamaica? 
I studied international relations and management with some French. So I did French courses as well, although I didn't get to do it as my double major, but that's okay. <laughs> and you were also one of the very early members of the New York Grassroots. So I kind of wanted to ask you about like, <laughs> what drew you to this initiative in the first place? Like when you were first introduced to it, what made you go, hey, you know, this is something that I feel like I might want yeah. to be a part of. You mean to New York Grassroots? Yes. I was asked to be a part of it and I found that here we need to be more socially conscious, conscious about our current environment, um, political space, everything that's happening in Antigua because a lot of times we're kind of so focused on ourselves um, that we kind of lose sight of everything else that's going around us. And I found that with New Grassroots, the point was to get persons to be more aware of everything that was happening, of their rights that they would have as citizens. Even though we're young, we are young adults <laughs> and we're growing. So we also have a voice and a part to play in making Antigua a better place, a better living space for us, for our children, and for those that are gonna come after us. So yeah, I think it, it was a great initiative and I was happy to be asked to be a part of it for sure. Oh, very beautifully said, and we're happy to have you be a part of it. Um, a lot of the reason why we are where we are is because you know people like you came in and added mm -hmm. your two cents and pushed on it. So thank you for being a part of that. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I guess my final question to you is, if we want to keep in touch with what's going on with you and also mm -hmm. and all your various other pursuits, where would be the best place for us to do that? Okay, so um, my I would say that Instagram would be the best because, I mean, it doesn't just have DMs, but you're able to see actual pictures of everything that's happening. And we post the captions. Um, we're very specific about what is happening in the photo. So my IG handle would be KristaJoy Carissa. Probably hard to spell for some people. <laughs> but the main focus would be BioSouls. Um, so it's B-Y s-o-u-l-s oh sorry by old souls b-y-o-l-d s-o-u-l-s and that's on instagram um we are also on facebook i actually have to focus more on that and try to update our facebook page right now <laughs> but definitely you can check out our instagram we also have an ongoing session for performing arts basically acoustic and open mic nights we co-host it with um, our friend Joshua Rainey. Um, so that's every Sunday in English Harbor. So you can actually check out our Instagram page and see the performing artists that we're going to have every Sunday. And also because it's an open mic night, persons are allowed to just come through and sing. It's free entry. Um, and then at the end of the night, we gather all of the donations together because we do take donations every night mm -hmm. and it's spread across to, to all the artists. Oh, that's cool. So you kind of get part of a tip jar kind of thing. Yep. That's really neat. Um, so any artist who wants to perform or try their hand at it can come out to this open mic night, no advanced planning, just show up and be able to perform? We would prefer if persons would actually send us a DM. Okay. Um, they can also post on any of our photos and just let us know that they're interested in being a part of it. Um, so we can at least post up photos to let people know this is definitely happening. These people are performing. But if persons aren't really sure as yet and they just want to come out and experience it and just see if they would want to be a part of it, that's fine as well. They can come and on the night it's still free and open for persons to come up on stage. It's really chill vibe. 
um, at the boathouse. It's right opposite Abra's, um, right before Nelson Dockyard. So right within that parking lot, um, it's on the left side of the road. Yeah, so from 7 to 10 o'clock every Sunday, we're out there. Um, and then once they perform, even if we weren't told prior to their arrival, once they perform, they will get um, a portion of the proceeds that we've, we've collected from everybody there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Krista Joy, for joining me today. Really appreciate you taking the time and wishing you all the best in your future endeavors. Thank you so much. Same to you. My name is Tiffany Samuel. I'm 22 years old. I'm currently a student in the UK, but apart from that, I feel like who you are is beyond that. Um, I feel like I'm a poet and an artist, and I am the co-founder of Vile Souls. Vile Souls is kind of an initiative founded to be a platform for artists, like whether they're visual artists, performing artists, just any type of art that you use to express yourself. Um, I wanted to create just somewhere, especially for people in Antigua, there's nowhere or there was nowhere for them to go regularly and just have that space to hold. Um, so BioSouls kind of creates that space. Yeah, sounds like a worthy cause. And I think the first event of you guys that I became aware of was you were having like these kind of bonfire events on the beach. Yeah, that was our second event. It was just one. Hopefully we will do more of those. But it was really cool. So we had um, different artists. I think we had a lineup of about six performing artists. And it was a bonfire on Windward Beach in English Harbor. Um, there was a bar and everyone just sat on the beach, brought blankets and just cuddled around listening to just the most amazing local artists. It was amazing. It was really good. Really, really good. So that was your second event. What was your actual first one? The first one, um, I'd been thinking about it for a while. I, know, I knew that I wanted to showcase both visual and performing artists because we have so many um, exceptional mm -hmm. artists in Antigua. Um, so I wanted it to kind of be a walkthrough so you come through, you see the visual artist and you walk through and it transitions into like a performing area where you see like local artists performing. Um, and I wanted to keep it small <laughs> mm -hmm. just because it was the first one. So it was invite only. That kind of, I guess, made it more appealing. <laughs> so everyone kind of wanted to come out to it, which uh -huh. is really cool. We got a lot of support because of that, I guess. You're saying there is a lack of avenues for local artists to showcase themselves. Why did you feel like this was something that you were going to personally take on? I don't know. Maybe because I'm an artist myself <laughs> and I knew that there, this is something that I enjoy going to. Like I enjoy going to little intimate gatherings, a bit more soulful. Like as the name suggests, it's by all souls, for all souls. So just people with a different, a more conscious vibe that want something to do, like an outlet in Antigua. And I was just like, who else is going to do it? Like, you know, well, that saying, but if it's not you, then who? If not now, then when? And I just kind of said, like, start concepting, conceptualizing my own idea and just bring it to life. Like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really wish more people, like, just had that kind of drive and mindset to just do it. Like, if there's something that you see is lacking and you want it to be there, then yeah, create it. Right. And yeah. This is also a collaboration with your friend, Krista Joy Burton. So 
It's yeah. Like, was it your brainchild more so, and then you got her involved? Like, how did that? Come um, she definitely helped me. Like, my idea was kind of buzzing around my head, and I knew that I wanted to start in Antigua. So it's it's not going to be solely in Antigua, but that's kind of our where we're originating because Antigua is like dear to our hearts, and it's more local to us. Um, and I built the idea. I kind of fell in love with my own little idea. And I said, I can't do this for myself. Like, I need, mm-hmm. first of all, I need somebody in Antigua because I'm currently in the UK. And I need someone who's just as passionate as me. Um, yeah, and I just, CJ was the perfect person. And she has been, like, the most amazing partner. So, yeah, we're partners. It's, it's been amazing. Awesome. Um, CJ was also, like, involved with the new grassroots at the very beginning oh really little group yeah so <laughs> it's really oh, cool wow. to see that she's gone on to do something <laughs> incredible like that that's really cool when did you first start writing poetry i don't know i feel like this is a corny thing that a lot of artists say like i've been doing this my whole life but we're right. like, oh, come on but um <laughs> <laughs> i i I, I like I remember the first poem I wrote. Maybe this was wasn't actually the first poem, but for me, the first memory of a poem that I wrote was for my granddad's funeral. And for me, it was this big thing, and it meant so much to me. And they put it in like the funeral um, pamphlet thing, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "Oh yeah, I just wrote a poem. Like it's not about you know, like cool <laughs> little eight year old poem." Moving on, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, they kind of read it and like flipped through the pamphlet, like. Um, but for me, it was like, wow, I wrote this thing. And ever since then, I just, I've just been writing. And have you always been sharing those poems? Oh, no, no. It definitely, earlier, it was just kind of something to do to, when you have no one to talk to, you just write it down. And I, I, I like the feeling of being able to go back to it. And sometimes you read something that you wrote and you're like, wow, I'm not that person anymore. And for me, writing it down in a journal was that for me. I only started sharing it in my second year of uni. So about two years ago, I started like posting on my Instagram, which was the biggest step for me. Right. <laughs> that was not an intention ever. But yeah, it's what been a journey. Um, I feel like it was a lot of... A lot of... Just believing that you can say something that's unique. Because I feel like writing poetry, there's so many people that write poetry out there. At first I was like, yeah, who's going to want to read my poetry? Like, what am I going to write about this topic that hasn't already been said? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it was kind of that overcoming the idea that you have your own voice and my voice is unique. So yeah, it's worth sharing. About 12K people think so. <laughs> <At least. laughs> I, mean, I, definitely, I definitely had a few close friends who were like, you have to do this. Uh, it took some bullying, but yeah. It was yeah. Worth it. <laughs> it's nice to have that sort of positive bullying, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for creative people. For sure. With all the self-doubt, for sure. Mm-hmm. And what I really like about your poetry and even the little videos that you post sometimes on Instagram is that they're all like positive and uplifting and they're very relatable to basically anyone. 
Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I kind of wonder, like, I guess because you, you see someone's art and you kind of form this idea about what they're like, but now I have the opportunity to ask, like, where inside you is all that stuff really coming from? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I feel like I, I've always listened to, like, positive music or I've always read positive books. And for me, that's been, like, I don't know, that's how you've kind of learned about, that's how I've learned about the world and how I've learned about how life should be lived, like listening to Bob Marley and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And Bob Marley was always a simple lyricist. Like his words weren't very, you know, you didn't need to go grab a dictionary or anything, but right. it touched you. Um, and I kind of related to that, like the power in those words, like they were so simple, but like it's Bob Marley. He will be playing for the next, like however many generations. Um, and yeah, I think that that kind of inspired my poetry in that it's simple, but it's, it's coming from a place of like raw expression, like me trying to grow and figure out who I am. Now you're in the UK and you're in university, you said? Yeah, I am. What are you studying? <coughs> oh boy. <laughs> so I'm a poet, but I study accounting and finance. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big one, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like that's also why I started posting my second year of uni. Like, first year was, as they say, like first year is not that hard. I, you know, I found all my subjects relatively interesting. Um, but by the time the second year came out, I was like, you know what, this might not be for me. Like, this is, I don't really think this is me. <laughs> um, and it kind of forced me into that like deep, self analytical phase where you're like if this isn't what I want then what is like you know what I mean like mm-hmm. especially when you're talking to your parents like I don't like this they're, they're gonna ask you okay well what do you want to do <laughs> um and I just thought about what really made me happy and what I really enjoyed and I realized that that was poetry and if it made me that happy like why wasn't I sharing it so yeah I definitely started posting for that reason What kind of sets Antiguan artists apart from, say, artists from other parts of the Caribbean or artists on a more global scale? Like, do you find that there's any particular flavor that is distinctly Antiguan? Mm, I feel like, specifically in the Caribbean, Antigua is kind of in a unique perspective where we don't really have a defining sound. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are, we're in the Soka, we're in the Calypso. Like, Jamaica's known for dancehall. Um, Barbados is known for, so, like, you know what I mean? Like, there, and any artist coming from Barbados or Jamaica, it's, it's, it's you know, it's kind of small to say, but they're in that label of the people are expecting dancehall from you or whatever. And I feel like Antiguan artists have... The ability to listen to everything around them but they're not defined by anything so people from Antigua their music just sounds so different like ATOA sounds nothing like Jibba Jibba is more reggae like there's just so many different spices in Antigua mm-hmm. which is really really beautiful I think yeah I guess in a way it's way more individualistic 
Yeah, for sure. But at the same time, because, yeah, because we don't have that established industry as, like, as Jamaica or, you know, um, it can be harder for Antiguan artists to get recognized. That's why they need spaces like this. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just being recognized locally, like that's the first step, you know, we need to help them get to that step at least. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Apart from, you know, independently organized events and organizations like yours, what else do you think could be put in place to better support the arts and artists in Antigua? Um, I think there could be a lot more, like, mentorship. Like, I know that Antigua has, you know, whether they're fully acclaimed or, you know, there's a lot of experienced, tenured musicians in Antigua, and I feel like there isn't a lot or there isn't enough sharing Mm -hmm. the knowledge, you know what I mean? Like, there needs to be... There's so many producers, up-and-coming producers, older producers, come and, like, teach them something. Like, like, let's... You know, progress is, like, leveling the step from what it used to be, not, like, maintaining the same thing. I feel like there needs to be a lot more of, like, teaching and passing on of knowledge. Mm -hmm. That's a really interesting point, because even if I'm thinking about, you know, you said teaching, and I'm like, well, even in schools, right, there isn't much emphasis placed on visual arts or music or anything like that. And in fact, in a lot of secondary schools, those classes have been cut, or you don't have the ability to take them for CXC or whatever. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I don't understand it. For me, I think that the arts is just important as the sciences and the, you know, the maths and the STEM subjects. Like I, there needs to be expression. Um, yep. And maybe, I don't know when we've lost that, but I feel like somewhere along the way, we've lost that a little bit. It's, it's starting to pick up again, which is really nice to see. Um, but we've got to make an effort. And did you personally have someone that kind of mentored you on your journey? Um... Not really. No, I was, I was, I was very like, I read a lot. So I was, I was always in my room reading something or listening to a podcast. So I feel like I was very, I was always teaching myself things. Uh, definitely Bob Marley. I'd say he's had the biggest influence in my life. Like it was at the point where my like Christian grandmother had no choice, but to listen to Bob Marley in the car on the way to church. I'm sorry, but. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I say Bob Marley, Lauren Hill, mm-hmm. Erica Badu, because she's a bit like she's weird and she's outside the box. So I feel oh, like yeah. I really, I really cling to that as a child. Like, yeah, you know, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. You don't have to look the way everyone else looks. Um, yeah, people like that, people who kind of stood for themselves, I really admired. Okay, so you had kind of mentors from a distance, and now you're following in their footsteps. <laughs> I'd like to think so. <laughs> I hope so. Well, thank you so much for doing this again. And just before we jump off, if anyone's interested in following you who isn't already doing so, where would be the best place to find them, to find you online? 
Oh my gosh. Uh, Instagram. My Instagram is Kaya Ferry. It's K A Y A F A E R Y. Thank you so much again. Thank you for listening to this episode of Grassroots Radio. If you enjoyed the conversation, show some love and help spread the word. You can do that by subscribing on Apple, Google, YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Already subscribed? Consider leaving a five-star review. It helps other people find the show. If you have an idea for someone you want to see featured or a topic you want us to cover, let us know. DM us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at grassrootsANU or email us at thenewgrassroots at gmail.com. For more about NGR, visit us at thenewgrassroots.com. Until next time, this is... Grassroots Radio.